As you know, I rarely set aside the gospel for the day. But since there are such historic things going on right now in the church, uh, I wanted to just focus on a line from Philippians and uh, talk a little bit about these historic things. Paul says to the Philippians, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, and thinking one thing. Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus. Yesterday, 464 people in Rome began a very, very extraordinary process. The Synod on Synodality began yesterday in Rome. Today, they will go on a three-day retreat, and on Wednesday, on the Feast of St. Francis, the Synod will begin. What will they be talking about? Lots of Catholics are wondering about that. Unfortunately, there's another bunch of Catholics that have never heard about it. And that wasn't exactly the way this was supposed to roll out. You'll remember that in October of 21, we did the survey, the Synod survey. And I will remind you that the response from our pastorate was the highest in the archdiocese. Unfortunately, some parishes did nothing. Nothing at all. And it was at the beginning of a process of listening to people about what are the directions, what are the things that we think we need to move forward in the church. It's not a top-down thing, but from the grassroots, listening to people and finding out what their concerns were. Transparency was supposed to be what was behind all of this, huh? And all it was handled in, a, in very different ways in different places. So we did the Synod survey, and after we got the information back from the diocese, we gave a full report to the councils, and then shared with you in the bulletin some more of the general things to give you at least some sense of what people were talking about. Some dioceses kept it secret. Some never told their people about it at all. In August of 2022, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops got together with 111 other nat national conferences, and they pooled together this initial set of reflections, and they sent that report to Rome so that they could get an idea about the direction that this was going. And so in spring of this year, there was a focus on the continental stage. The continental stage, these are the countries. So it was North America, Latin America, the Middle East, the Caribbean, Oceania, Europe, Asia, Africa, and Madagascar. And those people met and responded. And in fact, our Archbishop Zincula, who will be coming to this diocese in two weeks, he was a representative from this part of the country, from this part of the world, really. He was one of the people doing that. And so in June of this year, they kind of got a working document together that would kind of establish some of these priorities. And so as people head to Rome now for this important, important time, Unfortunately, in the United States, there's still no widespread understanding about what this is. And it's largely due to some bishops who are dragging their feet. There are some, thank goodness, not very many, who are digging in their feet and they're kind of into the pay, pray, and obey kind of church. I hope that that's not the kind of church you're aspiring to. It certainly is not the one that we have in this archdiocese. Maybe some of the reasons is that they understand, they misunderstand what the limits of this process are, okay? So doctrine is not going to change. That's not on the table. 
but how we approach contemporary problems and how we can best go about uh, uh, participating the largest number of people, that's some of the issues that we need to take a look at. But the thing that makes it difficult in this country is the immense amount of polarization that we have. And I was having a conversation, some of you know that I go on retreat uh, with some German Benedictines in Nebraska. And about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, I asked one of the priests, I said, do you have this same kind of division uh, in Germany? And they said, no. This is an American issue. And I think it's an American issue because we have allowed politics to supersede our faith wasn't that way before. Our faith as Catholics came first and what your political affiliation was came second. And somehow we've allowed that to eclipse things. And that's unfortunate because that's where the division comes from. That's where the division comes from. And so people who think we're going to march back in time are wrong <laughs> because we're not gonna march backwards but we have to continue to listen to what the Holy Spirit's calling us to as a church. And so as the largest single Christian denomination in the world, this is a huge undertaking. But it's not just for the people who wear these things around their neck, but it's for everybody to be a part of. And our participation so far really here has been very good. Sadly, this spring, when the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops got together for their annual meeting, the Synod was not even put on their agenda. Now, how that happens, I don't know. But at the last minute, uh, somebody said something to the Archbishop who was on that uh, committee, on that Synod committee, and he gave a, a wonderful address. But the Papal Nuncio, so that's the guy who's coming from Rome to install Archbishop Zinkula in two weeks. So it's like the ambassador from Rome. He was present at that meeting and he gave those bishops a talking to. And he said, the synod is real and it's here to stay. Because it's not just an event, it's a process. A process by which we continue to listen to the Holy Spirit. And so beginning now today, for four weeks they will gather. There'll be a lot of time for prayer. Uh, uh, the Pope has asked that it not be televised because he doesn't want the media in there misquoting things and running off at the mouth about things when they don't get the context. They'll do media briefings, they'll do summaries, but he wants the bishops and over 50 women who are part of this process, which you have to understand is astounding. He wants them to be able to speak freely. And so he was very clear about how this was gonna happen. So what does this mean for us as Catholics? I think that the most important thing that is, is about at least the process is this. The word Catholic means universal. And I read once in a theological book that the author said, there is no more diversity outside of the Catholic Church than there is within. In other words, we have a lot of different variations within our tradition. The problem of it is, is when one people, one certain group of people says, it's only this way, okay? So there's probably no more diversity outside of Catholicism than there is within it. However, we are called to work together for the common good, and so that's why when we look at life issues, which we're gonna do for these weeks in October, and look at the bulletin, because it'll tell you what I'm gonna preach about, 
according to church teaching, as we go through those things, that's why we're called to have this, what's called a consistent ethic for life. What is the common good always that we're called to? And you know, some people are really nervous about this. I, I happen to have a lot of faith in what Christ said in the scriptures when he said to Peter, you are Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the jaws of death shall not prevail against it. The church will prevail. But as they were writing 40 years ago when I went to seminary, the church of the future will probably be smaller but stronger. And I see that happening. So when people get mad about political things and, 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 and don't go to church, they forget what it means to be Catholic. And if that's why they're leaving, then they might not have ever been here in the first place. Because this altar and that tabernacle represent what separates us from other people. You're not going to find a tabernacle in other churches. It's Christ's presence in the Eucharist, which is the great equalizer. So once you come through those doors, there are not political parties in here. There are not rich or poor. There are not famous or, or marginal people. We are all the same here. And that's the biggest contribution that we can make to our country. That faith has to come first. So that's why this Eucharistic revitalization that you may have heard some about and I've been putting some information in the bulletin about is really important for us. We need to get back to the basics and the basics for us is what is the Eucharist? What is the Eucharist? Other churches have communion. We have a very singular understanding of that. And we need to come back and claim that. Not that we're better than everybody else, but it's a very different understanding. And because of that understanding, it should shape and form the way you and I live our lives. And so when we get mad and upset about something, the, sometimes the, the first thing is to not go to church. Well, we need to be running to the tabernacle, not, not running away from it. Because that's going to be the source and the idea that will bring us back together. So some things I want you to think about as we go into this uh, October time, and particularly these really important days, these next four weeks for this first session of the Synod, is that it's, it's not a top-down. There, there's some people who are, would be very comfortable, uh, I would not be one of them, uh, with the church saying, okay, this is exactly the way it is, and you better pay, pray, and obey. It doesn't mean that there's no bottom line. But it does mean about how we go. But that's why the, a lot of people are afraid of Francis because they think he's changed. He's not. But he's saying how we go about relating with each other is extraordinarily important. It, the relationships need to take precedence over the rules. That's what a life of faith does. So as we continue to pray, we, we think about this line from Philippians. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. Have among yourselves the same attitude that is also yours in Christ Jesus. The answer, the beginning of the answer to this is the Eucharist. It's what draws us together. And so the old hymn that we used to sing at 40 hours is very instructive. Oh, may we all one bread, one body be in this blessed sacrament of unity. unity. That's us. <laughs>